Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Well, hi, and welcome to today's show. This is going to be so interesting. I've already gotten a buzz in the social media that's gone out about the show because Carrie Stinson, Carrie, welcome for welcome. being on the How show. Welcome, Valerie? So good <laughs> so to be here. Let them see your face because you would know Carrie as Barney the Purple Dinosaur for 20... 22 years. 22, 22 years. years. Yep. And so, you know, we've only got 30 minutes, and I want to talk a little bit about Barney, of course, sure. if that's okay. Absolutely. And then I want to talk a whole lot about you and what you're doing now and all your wonderfulness. So you ready? I am ready. <laughs> so I have to tell you, I had such fun in contacting some kids. Okay. Meaning kids that had seen you as Barney. Sure. And some mothers whose kids saw you as Barney. And I said, you know, what would be some really interesting questions that you would want me to ask about Barney? Right. So some of these are coming from them. I love it. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I love it. <laughs> well, the first one is from me because I know that that suit was 50 pounds, did you say? Well, you know, the funny thing, yes, it was. Uh-huh. But that was the later suit. Oh. So the first one was actually 70 pounds Oh. Um, when I first started. I always tell people they found the look they wanted, uh -huh. and then they said, well, we'll figure out how to put someone in it afterwards. Oh, my gosh. So it adjusted over the <laughs> over the years. But it was 70, and then it went down to 50. So we were happy when it was 50. Well, I, I just was thinking about, okay, you were 23 years old. Yes. And you got in this suit. Yes. And how in the world did you stay in it? Physically, for the amount of time that you did wearing it and dancing and yeah the funny thing it's probably why I got the job or it's a good reason why I did is that I was a cross-country runner in high school oh so they knew I had a lot of stamina uh-huh you know I'd been I would run two and five mile races and of course I was training you know 60 70 miles a week you were strong I was strong and I was used to the heat okay the, the things that were really important and uh -huh. I was you know young and <laughs> 23. 23. Well, yeah. you have to tell how you got the job. Uh, it's it's a fascinating story. I So I was in music school. I was a piano player. And my brother actually was a guitar player in Waco, Texas. And we left school and we came back to Dallas. We were still living with my parents. And my dad said, you got to find a job, as, <laughs> as they do, you know. So back then, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have all that. So I grabbed the newspaper. And uh, we were living in, in North Dallas, so I went to Plano, and Chili's was hiring for um, servers and cooks and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I went and applied, and at that time, the only thing they had was a busboy. And they said, if you'll do this, then, you know, like for a month, then we'll move you up, because that's what we need right now. I said, I'll do it. I was supposed to get a job. I got a job. Mm -hmm. Dad was thrilled. So my second, third day there, um, 
uh, one of the employees comes to me, one of the other bus boys, and he says, can you work tomorrow morning for me? I have to be Barney. Now, this was back in 1991 when there was not a TV show yet. It was just birthday parties mm-hmm. and promotional. And it all started in Texas. In Texas. Dallas. In Texas. Mm-hmm. So he said, you know, I'm actually getting ready to go off to college. You should give them a call. So I called the lady, I went to her house, I saw the costume, and I saw one of the videos, and she said, well, look at the video, and then I'll call you. Well, what you learn in this business really quickly, they ain't gonna call you. So I never heard from her, so I called her, and she said, well, I actually hired someone, but also very common in this business, he asked for the first three weeks off. So if you could do the first three weeks, and then I'm gonna hire a second one in a couple months, so I'll bring you on. So I got, uh, I did it first, and I got good at it very quickly. And so she kept me around, and we did this for nine months. And then the TV show came, Barney and Friends, which was a massive success. Yes. So they shut down birthday parties for legal reasons, as you can imagine. And they said, we need another person. So you get one shot, one audition. And I auditioned and got it. Isn't that interesting? Now. You told me on the phone when I called yeah. you that you didn't know how to dance. That's correct. So tell us about that. Yeah, so in when you're 23, <laughs> you just want a job. Yeah. So when they said, can you be in a costume? Sure. So they said, can you dance? Huh? I said, yes. I can't dance. <laughs> I mean, I can move, but I can't really dance. But my mom was a trained professional dancer, 60-something years. Hmm. So I took her to the routine and the video and we got in my parents garage I created a fake backpack and like the fake costume and she taught me all the proper moves in my parents garage with her fur coat on and a backpack to prepare me for doing that because it's important Mm -hmm. that that dinosaur moved very physically and if you didn't do the moves properly you could you could break a leg right you're jumping in the air and spinning and doing all these things and you can imagine the reaction you're having is what my mom had when i said you've got to teach me how to be a dancing purple dinosaur but she did so that's just amazing my first choreographer is my mother (laughs) carrie what what um out of all those years and traveling all over the world and what what a fun thing yes we think sure outsiders think oh what a fun job yeah what was the best thing about it and what was the hardest thing about it um they're probably a little bit in the same interesting in, enough hmm. um what i learned you know is we talk about 23 mm-hmm. i had to grow up very quickly because I learned that the kids weren't going to see Carrie, they were going to see Barney. So there was a responsibility there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be tired. I couldn't mm. be sick. I couldn't take the day off. I couldn't not feel it. I had to be that character wherever. When I got the, the main job, I did promotion for them uh, for five years and then toured for five years. So I was on the road for 10 years. And I started going to hospitals. And I started seeing Make-A-Wish children and and kids that had two weeks to live. Mm. I'm 23 years old. I've just figured out how to do this purple dinosaur, and now I'm I'm seeing this. And I never knew how much I was going to get from those children. I mean, what what they've given me is a gift. Mm. You know, there's not enough money in the world. The joy and and the lessons they taught me, but also seeing that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I had to deal with things at a very early age of, of death and mm. understanding and all of that. Mm. And I've seen things that I didn't think were possible. Oh, so what a gift wow. that was. You know, yes, and. <laughs> Never say yes, but. Yes, right, right, right. and. Yeah. One of the things that you shared as just a um, teachable point of view that we always ask leaders to talk about was to give unconditional love. Yes. You know, Carrie, that sounds um, easy to say, okay? So from the depth of your heart, how do you do that? I was raised that way. My father... Um, who is a huge, was a huge influence, still is a huge influence in my life. Um, His dad left him when he was very young. And so it was just his mother Mm -hmm. and his brother. And so when he had a family, he was determined to teach love. And so we always told each other we loved, my brothers and sisters, always. Held hands at the dinner table, love, love, so that if anything ever happened to any of us, we never had to question how the other felt about us. We always knew that. So I was already not only in the physical shape, but conditioned for that. And so when I went to these hospital rooms, and I mean, I saw kids that were burned pretty badly and all of those things, but I didn't see that. I saw a child. Mm. And the child saw their friend. They didn't see Carrie. They saw their friend. Mm -hmm. And so I learned, as we talk about unconditional love, all the gifts I got, mm. right? From just being open mm-hmm. and 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 just going into the experience, what you would get back. I want to take that fabulous depth of an answer to the workplace because so many of our audience carry our people in companies. Sure. So make it real for us in the workplace when, let's say, you have a a peer or a boss that's sure. very difficult. I mean, there are books written about how to deal with difficult people. Right. All right. So then what? Sure. Counsel us a little bit. You know, it's very funny. Uh, I was actually, it, because Barney was started in Dallas, Texas, it was a little bit different than Hollywood or New York. I was actually an employee for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, well, what that meant was I actually had to go to like sensitivity classes and all oh. of that because I was an employee even though it was a different type of, you know, than the, the strict office people. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in one of those classes and this lady said, is it okay to hug someone in the workplace? And this one lady said, absolutely not. And I said, absolutely yes, because that's what I do for a living, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what I do. And she said, oh my God, that's such a great point. And we talked about it. And we found out, well, if you keep yourself open and how you address someone, Mm -hmm. and I was able to kind of convince her and and turn around a little bit, as long as you do it in a proper way. Mm -hmm. And I think what you learn is, if you keep your your heart open, Mm -hmm. the experiences, the people, the people that I've met over 22 years traveling the world, if I wouldn't have said hello or given them a hug or something, I would have missed out on so many experiences. Absolutely. So I think if you just go into everyone and give them a fair chance, mm-hmm. you'll be amazed 
Think, I mean, think about it in the business world how many people you're missing out on that could be your next manager or top employee mm-hmm. because you had a prejudgment, pre-judgment to them instead of just going in and introducing yourself and seeing mm-hmm. what type of person they really are. You know, that's so interesting that we're talking about this, Carrie, because I just did a keynote speech for an organization and there was a conversation about. The fact, this is what the woman said, and it's exactly what you're saying, and I agree, which is, if you are in front of someone that is really difficult, and you just really don't like that person, here's what the woman said. She said, you just get out of that perception, you're nodding, and I know you're right with me here, and you say to yourself, I just wish you joy, or she said, which is harder, I love you. Right. <laughs> Here's the point. The point was because someone combated her and sure. said, well, now, wait a minute. That's a little fuzzy, right? She says, no, 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 no. She said, it's your soul, quote, unquote. It's your soul talking to that person's soul. And then she quickly said, and I can tell you, and she's a high-level leader in her organization, I have done this consistently, and I cannot tell you how many relationships have been turned around absolutely so I've done it myself mm. absolutely because the key is that you're genuine yeah you know we got challenged all the time how can you unconditionally love people you know the message that Barney was doing I go up to New York City and they'd be like well, what do you want <laughs> I don't want anything <laughs> I just want to shake your hand or I love you or I want to give you a hug uh-huh. and all of the people that we got over the years that hated Barney, I can't even tell you since I've started Purple Rose, the message I get of people that say, I now get it. Mm. Now as an adult, I see the show, I see what you did, I see what the other people did, I see the message, Mm -hmm. and I love it. Well then, let's talk about Purple Roads. How did that? Yes. So tell us because this is a new podcast. You had one previously, but let's talk about Purple Roads. What is it, and and why did you start it? Uh, Well, it is a podcast where I bring in people from the entertainment world, uh, mainly children's television, but some pop culture as well to tell their stories, their inspiring stories and behind-the-scenes stories Mm -hmm. of some of these shows that everyone knows and loves. Like, give us an example. Um, Well, the first one, obviously I had to bring someone in from Barney. So (laughs) I brought brought in um, uh, the actor that played Baby Bop and the uh, original voice of Barney. And people were seeing him in a new light, hearing their stories. And, and, And where all this came from was... When I did a podcast and people were like, oh my gosh, these stories are amazing, mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm not the only one that's gone through this experience. So I brought all these people on from uh, um, the Mario world. We all know the Mario video games. Sure. And one of the characters that plays Bowser, um, he has a similar story to me really? of, of just having a nine to five job. And the next thing you know, he does a voice for someone and happens to be one of the producers from Nintendo. And now, his whole career he's now doing voiceover and uh, one of the teenage mutant ninja turtles that was in two of the movies ken scott ken um was bullied in school Mm. and he went and uh took martial arts went to his dad and asked him he paid for class you know back then it was probably ten dollars a class yeah and he became very good at martial arts 
which ended up getting him in the movie. Interesting. So he took bullying, something mm-hmm. negative, into something positive. And uh, so it's been just a, a blast having these people on and taking me in places that some of them are familiar in some places I've never been before. So isn't it's that cool. fun? It is. And isn't it fun to have guests? Yes. <laughs> that you learn so much from. Well, it's what we're talking about, right? It is. About learning, you know, if you saw me on the street, you'd have no clue. No. You'd have no clue. I don't wear the suit with me, so, <laughs> no. you know, and so. Well, this show that you're doing now, uh, you've done how many of Eight them? Eight episodes. Eight Okay, and tell us where they can go to watch it and see it. So we're on all your favorite um, podcasts, Uh Apple and Google, iHeart, and then YouTube. That seems to be where everyone wants to see us because they actually want to see what we look like. Yes. Um, I think it shocked people in our first episode that Baby Bop was actually a man. It was not a girl. (laughs) It was a man. It was a little person. Uh Um, And I thought that was was fascinating as well. Uh Um, People, you know, we talk about diversity. It's such a big thing in this Mm -hmm. world right now. And I think uh, little people are something that has not always been, they've almost been left out a little bit. Hmm. I traveled, they're some of my best friends in the world, they're the greatest people in the world, and they're no different other than they're just shorter. Mm-hmm. And getting to see that first episode and see this inspiring man and what he's done and what he's accomplished, I think is pretty amazing as well. So yes, check us out on YouTube as well, Purple Roads Podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. And I have watched several, and and it is fascinating. It's just fascinating to hear people's stories because everyone has a story. And you know, in um, in teaching presentation skills, often a leader will say, "Well, but I have this PowerPoint, right? <laughs> and I have these facts that I have to give." And da, yeah. da, da, da. and I'll say, "Well, great, that's wonderful. So, what's the story behind the facts?" And it's really hard to get to. St- Stories behind some things that are not quite storyable, but working hard enough you can. Because it's sticky. Stories yeah, stick, right? They do. People are not going to forget this podcast because you're telling great stories. Well, thank you. Thank so you. let's go fast forward All to right. the show. But you're also quite a photographer. Thank you. So tell us about that. I want to know about you now and who are who's Carrie? What are you doing now? Um, Carrie got into photography because on the TV show, because I did Barney and Barney and Friends TV show mm-hmm. um, for seven seasons, but that's about twelve years, and I loved it. It was an amazing experience. But you have producers and directors and choreographers, and I can't go on of all these people. I wanted to have my vision for a little bit mm. um, and kind of show the world what I see, because when I travel, when I lived in that suit for twenty-two years, I saw a new perspective. Right. I always tell people I have spidey senses because I had to use my ears and my smell and all my senses because I was in a costume hidden. So I saw the world a little bit differently. So through photography, I've been able to kind of show this different perspective. Hmm. Um, as you can see, I'm a very proud Texan. Tell us about the T-shirt. Uh, I'm, that- I'm a very proud Texan. So a lot of my photography is Texas. Okay. Um, I was born in Washington, D.C., didn't want to come down here when I was 10 years old because I didn't have any friends. Uh, my dad was born in Fort Worth, 
and he took the time to show us Texas, and I fell in love with the ranches and the windmills and the barbecue and the music <laughs> and all those things. And good, solid people. Absolutely. The <laughs> best people. So I go around Texas meeting people and taking pictures, and um, I sell a lot of my work. Uh, in galleries so i've got one in denison right now so where are the galleries up in denison texas i've got one uh, called sparrows gallery okay and i've been with them for about four years now mm-hmm. and then you can find my work online at carrie stinson photography yeah as well okay so well we've got a picture of you out in the water yeah in yeah. the water you yeah were- you know it probably won't surprise you if, <laughs> if the person will jump in a purple suit and run around <laughs> Jumping in a, in a river is not going to be a big deal either. So, but my buddy who I was with on that trip was like, "You're nuts," and I was like, "I got to do it." I'm kind of that guy. I just go out and do it. That's just great. Gee, you've seen the world. You've seen things from such a different perspective. One of the other things that you shared uh, early on was about never giving up. Yes. Which is also something I would say: never give up. Never wasn't it Churchill that said never. Never, never. Okay. Where's that come from? Um, I wouldn't have a a podcast, a photography career, or Barney if it wasn't for that. Mm-hmm. I was told no so many times. You like, were? Oh, my goodness. Really? Are you kidding me? I don't know. I, 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 well, I wasn't a trained actor. I didn't have an agent. <laughs> I didn't have a SAG card. I was a busboy at Chili's. <laughs> That said, yeah, I can do that. And they just said, okay, show me. And then when I was, was doing this, and this is one of my, my, my favorite stories, is that I did Barney for two years, and uh, I told my dad I was going to quit Chili's. And he said, I, you know, I don't know if that's a good idea. Because you know how they are, right. You should probably keep that. I don't know about this purple dinosaur. <laughs> so uh, I got to play at Radio City Music Hall for one of my first big Barney appearances. There was two actors, and I was one of them. Mm. Well, my dad had a business trip in Washington, and he took a train down to New York to come see the show. And after the show, and this was, we sold out 12 shows in 30 minutes at Radio City Music Hall back in 94. So you'd been on the show for I had been traveling, but I had never done a big production for that. Oh, okay. So this was all new, and you can imagine, I mean, I'm a 25 at that point year old guy on Radio City Music Hall. Are you kidding me? Right. Not a trained dancer, by the way. Busboy, Chili's. (laughs) And I got done with the show and I came down and my dad looked at me and he said, I mean, we're standing in the middle of Radio City Music Hall. He looks at me and goes, well, you were right. Ah. And obviously it wasn't about being right. I made my dad happy, uh-huh. right? But I did it because I didn't, when he said, I don't think you should quit, I listened to myself. Mm-hmm. And when they said, can you dance? I said, yes, mm-hmm. knowing I couldn't dance. And every time they said, can you? I just said, yes. Mm. You know, and this is what happened with the podcast. You I've know, never been on a podcast. Can you do it? Sure, I can. <laughs> and you're doing a great job. Well, I appreciate it. You really but, are. But you just do the work to prove in this world, it's not about what talking, it's about doing. So if you just go, okay, I'm going to do this, and then back it up. Hmm. So when I said I could dance, well, I thought I got to go find someone to teach me to dance. There you go. And I went to someone. I knew she was, a, it wasn't my mom, it was a trained dance teacher who knew how to work with beginning dancers mm-hmm. and teach me properly. So that's the key to all of this. Whenever thing, anything you're going to do, once you say you're going to do it, do it and do the work to make sure that it happens. Do the work, which 
really that's what this is saying is yeah. and do it right i i'm also tagging on to that to say if if things were easy if a if a job that someone's asking you to do like what you're saying you were challenged you said yes and then you learned it but you have to learn the craft yes in other words <laughs> it takes work yes if it didn't everybody would be doing it absolutely i'm sometimes amazed at people that will say or say to me well do you just get up and talk on the show <laughs> No, there's a whole lot of preparation a lot of work. to do anything right. There's work that goes beyond that. So the other thing is, in terms of just uh, what you've learned, you mentioned that keeping your eyes, ears, and heart open, and you wear that on your wrist, and you say it on your show, so you are owning that so deeply. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about it's uh, it's pretty special to my life. It um, it took me a long term, a long time to learn it. Mm -hmm. I think we in life try to control all the things we want, and where we think we should be, instead of listening to where we're supposed to be. I think there's a force telling us where we should be, mm. and I have found that out so many times in my life, from from Barney to photography and the people I met through photography, and. Um, my wonderful girlfriend that I'm with now that I found when I stopped trying to force something and yeah. and let forces take it and then and the podcast you know when I, I and I think I, I mentioned a little bit this to you I didn't talk about Barney for 10 years um, I was very proud of it but I really didn't know how to express it and what people would react to it hmm. and when I did the podcast the first one I did for a, a gentleman named Rob Griffin and he got teared up by the stories, and the listeners got up. I said, maybe I need to be doing this. And I was nervous. I'd never done a podcast, I'd never done anything, but I thought, all right, just go. Don't stop thinking. Mm -hmm. You've said that you're gonna listen, keep your eyes, it's right here in front of you. Mm. And so I've just kept, I keep going now. Mm. And it's, it's. I laugh about it, because you, you, you sit and go, God, if I'd have done that 30 years ago. <laughs> exactly. Think about, but I'm here now, and it's working out really well for me. So take that message and show that to other people. I think that's a great message, Carrie. And there's a book that I just picked up uh, recently called Whispers. And it talks about that there are whispers to you all the time. Yeah. But they're not audible voices, but they're those little in, inside knowings, the inside knowings. The other thing, though, that I would say is, kind of goes to what you're, you're saying, you do have to be instinctively aware of them. In other words, I find that it's easy to just get down and be doing, 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 and then you forget being a being, being, being. Yeah. So the workplace today, because of so much downsizing, right-sizing, upsizing, yes. whatever size you want to call sure. it, people are down to the task, and it's really easy. And, and they like it. I mean, me too. Sure. And you just keep working, working, working. Well, sure. there's no whisper that's going to be able to be heard unless you stop and have that downtime, which sure. is really, by the way, hard for me because I... 
I like a lot of action. Sure, I do too, but I mean, that's why I wear it on my wrist. I have a reminder constantly to not forget that as I'm going through my day. Do you sell those? I don't. I you don't. Sh- okay, that's a whisper <laughs> because I was going to say, and so if you have another one, I no, seriously, you ought to get one of those bands. Okay, that's my tip for today. Well, Are you, you hearing? Are you hearing? Come, I am hearing. I'm, they're open, but yeah. That's so. your brand, yeah, Carrie. It's, uh, it's uh it's just funny how it all comes yeah. about and t-shirts need to have t-shirts yes yes <laughs> i i love, I love to brand people can you I tell i can see that <laughs> i love it well so many things uh, you know this is a live show obviously and i hope you're making comments if not keep in mind you can make comments after the show what i want you to know is and i hope you know this I am real, and when I say I listen and watch those comments, I do. So if you've got questions you still want to ask Barney or Carrie, put them in your comments. Have we had any, by the way, Derek, my wonderful producer over there? Has anything come up yet to talk about? Okay, we're going to keep going. Oh, boy, so many things. Um, <laughs> the uh, One of the questions that a child asked was... <laughs> Okay, this is literally what she asked. Sure. Her name is Cameron. And she said, ask him how he did it so long because I would have been bored. Well, hi, Cameron, first of all. Um, You would not be bored. Um, It was very involved to make him come alive. How did you do that? So the physical aspect of it, um, you had to use every. I had to use everything I had, right? So all my my senses, I had to use. You know, my imagination. I mean, I had to bring a purple dinosaur to life. Mm-hmm. Um, when I would walk in a room, I'd have to look at the room so I didn't bump into. You know, no one could ha- hold my hand because Barney's real. Oh, right. So you're using everything, and where are people? And then you have to kind of cold read someone. So what that means is when a child comes up, I have to immediately, well, are they scared of Barney? Mm. Or are they just being shy? Are they in love? Is he gonna, are they going to run? Or are you going to scare him? I mean, I'm seven foot tall, huge purple dinosaur, and then I'm jumping. So now my brain is going, how do I interact with this child? And then, you know, I did a thousand shows on tour for five years. But it's live. So you don't know if a child is going to miss. You don't know what a kid in the audience is going to do. This is a massive production, so mm. you know every once in a while I'd run on stage and I slip, or you know, I mean, <laughs> so now I got to get up off the floor in a seven pound, <laughs> fifty pound, seven foot dinosaur. You know, every arena is different, so you would never get bored, Cameron, because you were. I mean, you were on. You were on. And and the voice. What about the voice? So, and there's the other challenge. So, it was another actor that did the voice. We called it DinoSync. So, I would have to move the mouth according to what the actor was, was doing. Um, on the TV show, and especially on the road show, it's a recorded show. Mm-hmm. Because taking someone out of the road would be difficult. So, it's the same show. On the TV show, it's live. Mm. Now... There's an actor in another room with four monitors. So we've got four cameras on stage. So they're looking at each of the cameras. We have a script, obviously, but it's live. So if they want to go a different direction, they can a little bit. Uh, And then during the songs, the songs are recorded. So they've already done the singing, but his mic is live. So if I decide to jump in the air, then he's got to make a sound. If I 
trip, if I, whatever I do, decide to wiggle my tail, he's got to go with it. So now, not only are you bringing him to life and you're dealing with the physical aspect, but you've also got someone in your ear mm -hmm. for the whole time doing that. Oh, my gosh. And the coolest thing is I never knew where I was going to go. So like, I get a phone call. Hey, we're sending you to New York. You're doing the Macy's Day Parade. I've done that several times. Hey, we're sending you to Good Morning America. We're sending you to go do Live with Regis. Um, I did the Rosie O'Donnell show one point. Rosie O'Donnell does not do rehearsals. Oh. She watches on a monitor while she's getting all her hair and makeup done. With, so you do it with a producer. Mm -hmm. So when I met her, was live on national TV for the first time. So once again, Cameron, you're not bored. <laughs> you are always thinking, which oh, I loved. I mean, yeah. your mind is very active. Gosh. What an incredible show, Carrie. You're doing you're doing it right. That's thank number you. one. Thank you, thank you. And you're doing clearly what you're what you've been you might say almost prepared to do all this time. And you and I were talking before we went live about the fact that um, younger people who are just starting their career often will say, Well, I'm not sure what I want to do. Well, no, of course you're not. But <laughs> If you keep your put that Eyes, up again, ears, ears and your heart open, you will be guided in some way, or you will find your purple road, or you will find your purple road. Carrie, yeah. what a joy! A pleasure. Really, really has been fun. I hope you've had as much fun as I, I have. I have had a blast. And now you've got my new products. <laughs> well, I want to leave with uh, something I call Valerieisms. Oh, okay, I love it. So I have one today, right. and I I think it kind of. Um, matches what we've been talk talking about see what you think okay so here's what i would leave with the audience which is stay authentic because if you don't you might forget who you are what does that say to you absolutely you agree well it's what's made me successful yeah you know when i went into this and and i go to the producers to audition i don't have the resume i don't have anything mm -hmm. but the reason i got that first job and they told me is they said he had the heart oh. we saw him with the kids and the interaction and we knew that and so being authentic is what got me a 22 year career absolutely so i agree with it 100 percent. you like it. that one i love it okay well i own it and we are and you are and it's been a super day so you next mean a super yeah. de duper day uh, oh that's right a super <laughs> de duper day <laughs> I think I might have to have some of your characters on the show. This has been such fun. All right. Well, thank you for listening. I'll bet you're going to share this one with a whole lot of people, and you should. And you be sure and watch Carrie's new show, Purple Roads. Until next time, stay authentic, live your brand, and we'll see you then. And remember, I love you. Oh, that's so great. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.